I grew up in a little town in Pennsylvania called Clearfield, and uh, it was in a little valley in the Alleghenies, and there were lots of woods around and farms, and that's how I guess I it came to have such affinity for animals and uh, you know nature. It's always been a big part of my life, uh, but I've always drawn, and I've I've drawn on paper bags and sidewalks and napkins and in the inside of my mother's books, which I'm sure she. <laughs> I'm sure if she was still alive, she would forgive me now, but then she was pretty upset about it. Um, but just always, I never wanted to be anything but an artist. I never could be anything but an artist. I wanted to be a pirate for a while, but wasn't much calling for that, so I went back to my art. And uh, just all the way through grade school, junior high, high school, I was encouraged by my art teachers and by my parents, encouraged by my parents until it came time to go to art school. And then they didn't really, they didn't like that idea very much. They didn't like the idea of my going to New York. They wanted me to go get a liberal arts education, major in, in art, because they didn't really think that you could make a living at it. They certainly didn't think a woman could make a living at it. This was back, back in the 50s. But I insisted and said if I didn't go to art school, I wasn't going to go to school. So I went to Pratt Institute. <laughs> that was, I think, the bravest thing or the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life because I, I, I had no idea what I was getting into. I really was a very young 18-year-old. Um, but I just jumped in with both feet and uh, struggled for years and years doing one thing or another and never, you know, not really finding out where I belonged until I started doing children's books. But I always tell kids now, um, I teach at Pratt one day a week, I tell my students, you know, you don't, and, I, and when I do school programs, you don't go from your dreams in a straight line to realizing them. You know, you, you go all over the place and, and, you know, take a very circuitous route. And maybe you'll wind up someplace that you didn't even expect to. Certainly, I, I didn't really think children's books or picture books when I was, you know, searching out my career. And I, I think one of the main reasons was that there weren't that many picture books then. Uh, picture books didn't really come on the scene in a big way until the late 70s and the early 80s, which I guess had to do with demographics and uh, certainly technology. They got better at being able to do picture books in color. Um, and so I kind of rode that crest. And here I am. <laughs> I didn't know Doreen when the book was published. I still had not met her. Uh, Daniel Pinkwater and Scott Simon read that book on their Saturday morning show, and it was sold out before it was even published. They it, they read it, be, it, I think it was two weeks before pub date, and um, it went into third printing or something before it even hit the stands. So it was an instant success and a big surprise, I think, to everybody. There is this humor that can be appreciated on an adult level. It's an interesting combination. It's not something that you plan. It's just the way it, it happens. You know, like somebody asked me once, well, do you, do you actually illustrate to, you know, for adults so that adults will, will um, like your illustrations too? And I said, no, I don't. I illustrate for myself. And, I, and what pleases me is what goes into the book. And if it appeals to adults, too, that's great. But I know it appeals to kids. 
And I know that because of the kid in me. Because <laughs> I do, I don't think I ever really grew up anyway. I still peer at things, I think, the same way children do. Um, give things a lot more attention than, than adults do. Um, and I think that, that that goes into my illustrations, goes into my thinking, my stories. I'm not as prolific a writer as I am an illustrator, but when I write my own stories, it happens the same way. Pictures come into my head, and the pictures dictate the words rather than the other way around. Um, and when I'm illustrating a story by another author, uh, of course, the author's words put the pictures in my head. So um, it, it, it's all the same process. It just gets jumbled around a little bit whether or not you do pictures first or, or the words first. When I write, it's, it's, it's actually a combination of the two. I usually do um, some drawings first to, to get my writing, my word thoughts going, you know, and then I, then I put the words to it. Um, most of the stories that I write come out of experiences that I've had um, with my husband Ted going, we travel all over the world. and usually go to places where there's wildlife because that's our main interest. And so What's the Matter Habibi is a story about a camel and a camel driver that came from my experiences with camels and camel drivers in Morocco and Egypt. And uh, a book called Chubbo's Pool is about a selfish hippopotamus that won't share his pool with anybody else. And that was a real hippopotamus that lived in the river outside a camp we stayed at in uh, Africa uh, who would not share his pool with any of the other animals and he wouldn't share it with us either. And uh, so that's where my, my stories usually come from. Uh, Cat Count and Animal Snackers came out of the blue. Uh, like Doreen says, Click clack move, just three words just popped into her head. So it is, uh, I am really inarticulate when it comes to talking about where this ability comes from or where these ideas come from. I truly believe it is simply the way you're wired. You don't have any, it's not up to you. You just do it because it's what you do. I think most artists and, and writers would agree with me on that. My husband, Ted, um, um, went to Pratt, too. Uh, he had already graduated when I met him. Um, and it, it, it's, it's funny because my roommate and his roommate were best friends. And my roommate kept telling me, you've got to meet my boyfriend's roommate. You've just got to meet him. You guys are soulmates. You'll love each other. The same sense of humor. You both love animals. And we just never somehow got together uh, until I was, I guess, the end of my sophomore year, I met him. And uh, he showed me a picture of his pet lion cub, and that did it, you know. And we, we realized that we were both interested in travel. We wanted to go to Africa to see the great herds before they dwindled. And, and uh, um, we just, we had, we laughed together. We just had so much in common. And uh, I admired him so because he draws in a very naturalistic, realistic way, which I don't. And I envied that, and I really did. Um, but he also is a Caldecott Honor winner, by the way, um, for a book called Peppy the Lamplighter. So then finally we got married, and, and we bought a brownstone house in Brooklyn. And uh, 
Ted works on the top floor. His studio is on the top floor. Mine is on the second floor. And uh, and we work pretty much in silence <laughs> from seven o'clock in the morning till about one o'clock in the afternoon, except for going up and downstairs, you know, checking each other's workout. You know, it goes something like, uh, come up here and see what I'm doing. And I said, no, I was up there last time. You come down here and see what I'm doing. That that kind of thing. We break for lunch. and, and uh, But it's, it's pretty much, you know, an illustrator's life is really pretty much a hermit's life. You, uh, you sit in your own studio and you work in silence for, for however long, you know, however many hours you can, you can stand it. <laughs> I can't even listen to music when I'm working, and I'm, it has to be just completely quiet. Was we were bit by the travel bug, and we've been going someplace ever since. And we've been to Africa, different parts of Africa, nine times. We've been to India four times. I want to go back there. I'd love to go to Pushkar to see the camel races. Um, there, there are wonderful wildlife refuges there that we just would love to go back and visit. And Mongolia has, uh, the thing that's drawing us there is this annual festival called the Nadam. And they have, um, they celebrate their three most ancient sports, wrestling, uh, archery, and horseback riding, horse, horse racing. And the, the races are, uh, are ra they're raced by five-year-olds up to 13-year-olds. So we're sure there's a picture book there. And that's what we're hoping to do, another collaboration like Gorilla Walk. The Reading Rockets Meet the Author series is a production of WETA. Major funding for Reading Rockets comes from the United States Department of Education, Office of Special Education Programs. For more author interviews, recommended reading lists, and information about teaching kids to read, please visit us online at www.readingrockets.org.